0: Welcome, entrepreneur, to the Ignite Your Wellness podcast. My name is Dr. Elsa McClain. I'm a physical therapist, yoga teacher, coach, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness. Here on the podcast, we discuss all things body, brain, and bank account so you can cultivate your version of success while caring for your health. It's all about reducing stress, living a fulfilled life, growing your business, and enjoying life in the process. All right, let's get to it. Hi there, entrepreneur. Welcome to 2022. I know you've got a message to share. Lots of people you want to help. So let's get to it. This episode's all about making goals and hitting them without being graspy and attached to them. And even if you don't like to set goals, stick with me here. I was definitely of that camp. And now I do set them. So I'll tell you more about my personal story about how I worked through that. And now I'm able to set goals, sometimes hit them, (laughs) and sometimes not and what I do to get through that process. It's the year for or it's Time of year for reflection and goal setting anyways. So let's refine it and make it that much more efficient and impactful for you for this year, 2022. So specifically in this episode, I'll cover why you want to set goals, when to set goals, goal setting strategies. So yes, we'll cover a little bit about the SMART Goal setting strategy, but really, this episode is going to be so, so much more. How to prepare and deal with failure because it's bound to happen, and how to release your attachment from the goal. So, this is bringing a bit of yoga into this goal setting process. So, first, let's talk about why you actually want to carve out the time to set goals or intentions, if that's what you want to call them. I have different Names for goal settings, depending on the mood I'm in, sometimes I call them goals. Sometimes, if that causes my nervous system to kind of freeze or ramp up, I might call them dreams or intentions. Use whatever word is going to work for you, and allow for the creativity and the abundance process to flow, and not cause your nervous system to freeze or go into overwhelm or spinning confusion and doubt. So. For this podcast episode, to keep things simple and clear, I'm going to just use the word goals. Just know that that can be replaced with whatever name, whatever label works for you the best. And here's why you want to set these goals. It's your map. It's how you know where to go, what to focus on, what to avoid because it's the sparkling object, and how you even know that you've, hit your goals, how you know that you're progressing forward. If you never clarify that in the beginning, it's like having a carrot dangling in front of you, but the carrot keeps moving forward because you never really establish that finish line. Plus, if you don't set goals, it's a bit like being dropped into a forest where you're completely surrounded by a whole bunch of trees, tall, tall, tall pine trees and trails. And all the trails that you look let's say you were to spin in a 360 degree circle anywhere from this circle sprouts a trail and they all look like they have potential to take you somewhere nice, right? That's what it's like if you start the year without goal. It's like being dropped down and having all these paths that you could take and they all look like they have potential. How do you know what to choose? So let's imagine you're in that forest without the goal, without the map, which really is the goal, and you start down one trail. And then on this trail, the trees start to become more cumbersome. They block out the sunlight. It's hard to see where you're going. You start hitting large roots in the ground that are tripping you and then become difficult to maneuver around or even climb over. So you turn around. And then you go back to that circle, that place where you started, and you start down another trail. But now this trail, instead of having roots that are in the place, the branches are too thick. They block the path and they cover the sun. And there's absolutely no light on this trail at all. So you turn around from this trail and you go back to your starting point again. And then, You decide to pick another trail with less roots, less branches, but now you're on this trail and the sun is way too bright and hot. And plus you want a trail that has a view and this one is way too flat. So you go back to where you started, where you started originally, and you start again. You get the point. Without a goal, without a map, you risk taking 10 steps down 10 different trails and wasting a whole bunch of energy and time trying to figure out where you're going, what you actually want to see, what you don't want to see. And anytime something gets hard or it doesn't work the first time, you'll give up and try something new. Okay, so let's apply this to the wellness world. It's like having the idea that you want to teach a yoga class in this one studio that's new, it just popped up in your area. And it has all the fancy things that you love. It's got a juice bar, it's got the variety of classes that you love. It's got a beautiful shower and changing area. You love the community. It's very diverse. It just has all the aspects of a yoga studio that you really love and you would love to teach there. And The studio owner offers you a new class in their new schedule. And let's say that the time and the style of class that the yoga studio owner gave you is new for you, and it's a different style that you're not used to teaching. So let's say you're used to teaching vinyasa flows at 5 p.m., and this new time is now at lunch, and it's a yin slash. Deep stretch style, and you've never taught that style before, but you decide to give it a go. And so you begin marketing on it. Let's say you post on social media come to my lunchtime deep stretch class. Yet, even though you've been posting on social media for a few weeks, only two or three people show up. The most people you've ever had in this class for a whole entire month is three people. And so you blame it on a whole bunch of things. You blame it on the fact that the studio is new, even though other teachers have fuller classes, eight, 10 people. You blame it on the style of class. You blame it on the time. And you start to beat yourself up in your capabilities of being a great yoga teacher. So then because you want to succeed and actually have a full class, Even though you love that studio, you drop that class. You stop teaching at that studio that you love and you go back to the old studio that you were teaching, the old class style that you were teaching and getting burnout on, the old time. And you start posting again on social media. Hey, I'm back to teaching my vinyasa class at 5 p.m thinking that your old group of students will just show up. And to your surprise, the same thing happens, where you used to get 10, 15 people in a class, now you're only getting three to five people in the class. So then you say, oh, well, this studio, it's gone downhill. People are burnout, it's the time of year, right? Then you start to blame it on, on all sorts of other different things. And you say, okay, well I'll teach this other class instead at this other studio or maybe the same studio, but just another different time. What you're doing in this scenario and what I see a lot of yoga teachers and wellness practitioners do is hop around studios, hop around styles, hop around times of class. And what it's like is being dropped in that forest and walking a few steps down one trail, and the trail getting hard and turning around and starting over in the beginning again, and then walking down another trail. Trail getting hard, turning around, starting again. You don't stick with it long enough to see it through. To see it through where you actually do build the class. And how do I know that it's possible? Because in my 10 years of teaching, I've taught many different styles at many different times of day, at many different types of studios. And I've taught everything from classes, to workshops, to series, online, in person. I've done it all. And the one thing I've found to be true is it doesn't matter what you teach. It doesn't matter where you teach. It doesn't matter what style you teach. None of that matters. The studio doesn't matter. Whether you partner with the studio or not, it all doesn't matter. What really does matter is your consistency and belief and what you do to grow that class. And that's specifically what we do. We grow the practitioner skills in the radiant being teacher training, mentorship, and we grow over the specifics of marketing, selling, and delivering in the Awaken Mastermind. So if you want more on that, then you can head there. But specifically for today, for this podcast episode, we're going to talk about how this is going to influence your goal setting. The reason why you want to set a goal is so you stick with it. So. Let's say you loved that studio that was so aligned with you and your values and what you want to share with the world and the type of community that you want to work with. If you have a goal of teaching a specific style of yoga, for example, at a specific studio, and you have that goal for 2022 to have two classes at the studio, let's say, for example, an eight to 10 students attending the class consistently when it doesn't work in the first month you know nothing's gone wrong with your teaching yes we can always improve upon the teaching but truthfully I know you're a great teacher if you're listening to this podcast because you're a seeker you're already seeking out information most of the time it's nothing that's gone wrong with your teaching what's gone wrong as you haven't given enough time for the trial and error process of the marketing to fill the class, figuring out what's going to really attract the type of people into the class, letting them know that it even exists, especially if it's a new studio. Most of the time, the word just needs to get out in a very specific kind of way. And if you have a goal, then you know part of the goal setting process is failure which we'll go over in just a bit. So nothing's gone wrong. Even if you've tried to fill a class for one, two, even three months, you have to keep going. You have to take 20 steps down one trail instead of turning around and starting over again. That's a huge energy drain and leak. I've started many classes from the ground up or sometimes I've even inherited a full class or taken over a popular teacher's class And yeah, I've totally been there where the class is full, 20, 30 people. And then I take it over and no one knows me. And so no one shows up to class. What an ego blow. But you have to let that go and just realize that you're you. Set the goal and rebuild it again. And I did. And sometimes it takes three months to get it off the ground. Sometimes it takes six. But if you stick with it, and work through the process, I promise you'll fill the class. But if you keep jumping around from class to class, style to style, then you're going to keep starting over every single time. And maybe in the future podcasts, I'll do a podcast on different strategies to fill a class. But the point is, when you have a goal, if you develop the strategy, the theory, if it doesn't at first work, you got to keep going. Same style, same time, same studio. Just try something new with the marketing, the copy or where you're marketing. So that is one big why of why you want to set goals. So you stay on the one path. For example, if we go back to that forest analogy, you know when the trail ends, when you've reached your viewpoint or when you reach the end of the trail, when you hit your goal or don't hit your goal. Then you're able to learn, refine, and keep going instead of just always wondering if you're going the right direction. Now, there's many types of goals. You can set goals that are large, small, medium-sized. Personally, the types of goals I set for my business and for life, sometimes I do them at the same time, sometimes I do them separately, it really just depends. There's no wrong or right way here. I set them yearly. So I set goals for the year, sometimes five years, 10 years. I set them quarterly. So different goals. I break down the year goals and into quarterly goals. I break those down into monthly goals, then weekly goals and daily tasks. That's sometimes how I do it. I'm not perfect at this process for sure. The two types of intentions or goals that usually fall off for me personally are the quarterly and monthly ones. I'm really good at setting yearly goals and weekly goals, and even my three to five tasks of what I want to complete in one day to help hit that yearly goal. But sometimes I get in it, or I am the type of person that is enticed by sparkly objects. <laughs> I get rerouted off my trail at times if I don't look at my monthly goals and quarterly goals. So my goal is to at least check in with those on occasion. And the other disclaimer, when you're setting your goals, especially if you are doing them weekly, monthly, quarterly, and dealing with the not of numbers, is to notice if you're using your numbers against you. So for example, for me personally, I love to set goals in terms of how many new subscribers to my newsletter list I want to attract, how many new members I get into my Facebook group, how many people like my post, for example, what's my monthly revenue, I love looking at all the numbers. And when my brain's in a good place, I can look at them from a neutral place. I can say, okay, okay, So I taught this free workshop this month and I had this many participants. I got this many consults from it and I can evaluate it. And compared to last month, what did I do better? What still needs improvement? So if I use those numbers and markers to see if I'm on track for hitting my goal and evaluate from a clean place, they can be very helpful. However, if I evaluate Or look at the numbers too much, especially if I'm failing or coming off a failure or I'm having a lot of self-doubt, they're not helpful. Because it'll send me further into a doubt or shame spiral where I think nothing's working, I'm not reaching anyone, I'm not helping anyone. And that just doesn't serve me and my business. And of course, it doesn't serve you because I'll be less likely to post that are helpful or write really value-packed newsletters. So just be aware when you are setting your goals, especially if there's a lot of numbers involved, definitely don't get too caught up in the numbers. Focus on other things like, are you having fun in the process? For me, what's really important is fun and developing relationships. If one person reached out to me or commented on my post, I needed to hear this today, or this was spot on, it helped me, then I've done my work. That's what I care about. Even if it only got 10 likes or something like that, it doesn't matter. What really matters is that I had fun, I enjoyed the process, and I helped someone. So for you, clarify when you're setting your goals you might not need a number to validate that your goal was successful maybe it's more about how much fun you had or how many people you helped so there's many different ways to evaluate the goal when you're setting it especially if you are setting goals multiple times for the year so you don't put pressure on yourself or cause your nervous system to freeze And if you don't already have a goal practice, meaning you've been avoiding setting goals entirely, definitely don't plan to start yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, all those things. Just start with two. Maybe set a bigger goal for the year and break it down into a few smaller goals for the upcoming months. And have that be it. Just start small. Maybe just set a yearly goal or a monthly goal. Just do one, pick one and go for it. And notice what comes up in your mind. Things like feeling like you don't have enough time for this, really you have too many things or too many goals that you want to achieve all at the same time or not realizing this, that's me usually. So then either you don't know what to prioritize or you prioritize everything. Or when your brain wants to be a jerk, And you break things down, like I was mentioning about posting on social media or taking on a new class or setting that big goal. And your brain tells you that it's just not possible and looks at all the failure, the doubts, the skepticism, instead of looking at what you've accomplished or just what to do differently. And that's the process of preparing for failure and learning to accept that at some time, in your business, as you grow, failure is going to be inevitable. It doesn't mean that you suck as a teacher. It doesn't mean you suck as a wellness practitioner. It just means that the strategy that you tried at that particular time, because that strategy could work in the future, didn't work right then. That's all. You got to try something new. This is what I help a lot on in the mastermind. And that's also why the mastermind is six months. To give you time to fail, work through it, and then achieve and hit your goals. Okay, so let's talk about one strategy, speaking of strategies, of goal setting. So we talked about why you want to set them, when you can set them. And now we're going to talk about a strategy of setting them. You've probably heard about the SMART goal. If you break it down, this is one way I've heard it being talked about where. S is specific. So you write down a very detailed and M is measurable. You can actually measurable. Well. That's why a lot of goals have so many numbers in them. However, well, I'll just go through this and then I'll talk. Sometimes I set smart goals and sometimes I don't. So S is specific. M is measurable. A is attainable. R is realistic. T is time-bound. And for some people at certain times, having it done in this detailed structured way can be very helpful, right? Sometimes I found personally for me, it can cause my nervous system to freeze and really stifle my creativity where, yes, I've set the goal, but now I can't move forward because I'm just stuck in the details or my brain is freezing on where to even start or what to prioritize. So let's bring this to example. Let's say you want to start an online portal, a place where you house some online programs, maybe your classes. And this would be something you'd be doing on the side because one, working one to one with people online and in person, right now, that's your primary focus. But you want to have this portal. And you see a lot of potential in it for giving more value to your one to ones, which is not always the case and not always needed, but you want to do it. And also having another side program. So when you go to write the SMART goal, maybe you freeze at the timeline. You don't know whether it's going to take you six months or three months. Or maybe when you go to write down all the steps, you freeze at the thought of the tech work or recording the classes or how to market it. Or maybe you freeze unconsciously about failing. You're so afraid that no one's going to sign up or want that, that you don't go all in. So what does not going all in look like? What I see in Facebook groups is people are asking questions like, what's a free place to host my videos? Because they're afraid to invest into a wonderful portal like Kajabi. That's what I personally use. They don't want to invest in a place like that if they're not going to bring any money in. That's approaching it from a mindset that's not very helpful right? You're already believing that it's going to fail. And that's why you're choosing to not even invest in it at all. It's almost like setting you up to fail right from the start, because there's no belief. And this is different than looking at your budget and determining what is a reasonable amount to invest right now for starting something new and what will stretch you too thin. They're coming from totally different viewpoints, totally different Energy. If you find yourself freezing, like in the example, instead create your goal from abundance. Just go all in. For me, I use it more of a brain dump. I let go of all the filters, the shoulds, and I just brainstorm. I imagine and I write out what I want to create, what I want to feel when I, it's accomplished the specific details of what it will look like when it's finished. And I just write pages and pages on, of this. And then I set it aside. I give it time to percolate. So I just allow it to fester there in my mind, maybe for days, weeks, sometimes for months. And I notice my brain will start to work on the solutions, right? Sometimes when I'm doing that goal from abundance, I'll also write down obstacles and resistance that comes up. If I'm aware of it, my brain brings it to the surface, I write it down. And when I give time for my brain to just percolate on the possibility of what I could create and also what it notices is already in the way, then solutions also start to come up. Timelines start to come up. And so I write those down. And over time, I find that eventually I have a loose map of the intention of the dream from abundance of where I want to go and certain steps that I need to take along the way. And this is really how I work with my nervous system for setting goals, because I have a huge fear of failure. And so I notice if I'm freezing because I'm afraid to fail, I write down those feelings and how I process those. And I also write down worst case. What if I do fail? Why is it a big deal? Why does it even matter? And how can I go forward? How can I support myself along the way? If I freeze on timelines of knowing how long will something will take, I just guess. And if I get it wrong, then I'd make note of it and I learned for the future. Now that I've been in my business for a few years, I have a better sense of how long things take me. And if I'm doing something new, I just go with it. I pick a number and if it doesn't work out, then I try again. And over time, I've gotten better, better and better about guessing how long things will take and learning about processes. I've also gotten better at learning how to break up bigger goals. I'm a big picture person. I can dream, no problem. And I can think of a loose step-by-step process and how to get to that goal. But when I start to break down the details and then actually try to put it in the calendar, that's where I freeze. I've learned to just try to go for it and refine And keep trying. And now I'm better about knowing what the steps are. I'm better about holding space for the details. And it all comes with learning about myself, my nervous system, what triggers it, and how to support myself during the process. And so that brings us to the last part of this episode. It's releasing attachment from the goal, from the outcome. And this used to be very tricky to wrap my brain around. How can I strive for a goal if I release the attachment? I couldn't even figure that out. For me personally, what it means is that I can write down the goals. I can write down the steps, but I also have space for failure. I also have space for flow, changing, modifying refining as I learn. I also leave space for magic. (laughs) And what does this mean? It means that sometimes when we set our goals, even though we might visualize, let's say, for example, you want a certain number of new clients a month. And you think to get there, you have to market on social media. You have to write newsletters and all that may be true. And that's fine for you to do all those actions. But what you haven't taken into account is the way that new clients will come to you that your conscious mind hasn't even thought of. And this just happened to me recently, where I was given some referrals from people that I would have never thought would have given me referrals. My conscious mind had not even planned that, but it happened. So when you're writing your goals, write your goals. Notice your belief in your goals, where there's doubt. That is some of the inner work that is important. And where you might try to hold so tightly to the goal because you're afraid to fail. How can you loosen your grip on the goal? In fact, let go of the steering wheel entirely. Put the intention into the universe, put your faith, your belief in yourself that you have your back, whether you succeed or you fail, and allow your unconscious mind, the universe, potential, magic, your intuition to guide you the rest of the way. So yes, you still have to show up. You still have to take action, but not from a place of overworking not from a place of forcing or hustling. That's what I used to do. And some of the work that I do personally to help through this process is journaling, self-coaching, of course, working with a coach, working with my own masterminds. It's why I talk and and teach you all that I'm doing because it does work. I also love talking with my entrepreneurial friends. I'm so grateful to have met amazing entrepreneurs in the masterminds I've been in that I can text them or message them. Or sometimes just observing their own business, their own wins encourages me, inspires me, keeps me going. The other part of this is in Santosha, the yoga aspect of releasing that attachment and being content exactly where you are. In the coaching world, this is called the having, noticing all that you've had. Notice all that you've accomplished and be proud of that. Be grateful for that, appreciative for all that. I know this sounds cliche. You've heard a lot about gratitude and appreciation over the years, I'm sure by now. But it's what really allows the goal to unravel in its own time. So you don't feel rushed. So you're not putting a lot of pressure on the outcome because really that's what can also trigger and freeze your nervous system. It also releases the sense of expectation or entitlement that because you made a podcast episode, now someone should sign up for your program, right? It takes all that you're doing out of transactional marketing, for example, to more doing it because you enjoy, because you're helping people. And having the belief and trust in yourself that you'll figure it out. Eventually, you will hit your goal. Even though it might not have been in the timeline that you could have predicted. Maybe sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower. But eventually you'll get there. So you just keep going. You just keep going down that one path. So eventually you can see the view. Cross the finish line. And enjoy life in the process. And noticing to refer back to the previous podcast episode where I talk about healing and wounds and patterns that might be holding you back. If you stay on the one path, even though you fail, or even though when you first try things, it doesn't work out the way that you planned or hoped, that's the work. If you stick with that, noticing why, noticing what comes up. You might uncover some of those patterns or wounds that need some healing, that need some love, that need some attention that'll hold you back. But if you just start down a new path, you will miss all that. And that's when life keeps showing up the same patterns over and over again. So there you have it. A few different ways to make and set goals, even though you might not want to, or they might cause your nervous system to freeze. Why you want to set goals, when to set them how to deal with failure, how to support yourself, and how to release attachment for the goal. If you're in the free Facebook group, Grow Your Wellness Business While Enjoying Life in the Process, you can search it on Facebook or I'll drop the link in the show notes. Tell me your goals for the year. I would love to hear them. I'd love to support you along the way. Bye for now. Wait, before you go, are you itching for more, some specifics, and next steps? Well, I have some options for you. You can dive right into the Radiant Being Teacher Training Mentorship. It's available right now on demand. You'll get me on speed dial each week to guide you through getting the skills to be the best practitioner you can be for your people. Or if you're looking for tips and tactics to grow a strong foundation, yes, the strategies on how to grow your business, then fill out an application for the Awakened Mastermind. You will learn these strategies, tactics for the strong foundation, all while caring for your health and enjoying life in the process. So you'll get some mindset tips too. It's the alchemy of systems, foundations, intuition, trust, belief, and more. Not sure if you're a good fit or which is more appropriate for you? Then sign up for a free strategy call. It's an hour with me for free. We'll go over your goals, why you haven't hit them yet, no judgment here, and what to do. What's your next steps? We'll create those marching orders so you can hit those goals. There's no obligation after that. If you're a good fit for either the Radiant Being Teacher Training or the Mastermind, I'll let you know. And if you're not, I'll also let you know. Either way, you'll walk away with next steps awakenings, ah ahas, and a referral if that's the best and most appropriate next step for you. All right. I'll see you on the map. Bye for now.